0: Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time time. for Cyclone Insider on 1460 KXNO. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson. We're here for the next hour to talk a little Iowa State football. Coming off its first win of the season on Saturday in Fort Worth, thirty-seven, thirty-four, and a pretty entertaining game. Randy, what were your uh, initial takeaways? Now, uh, what forty-eight hours removed? Um, hang on a minute. Okay, it's just live radio. Don't worry about it. I'm texting people to call us. Um, <laughs>
1: to to call in. What were my take? Uh, yeah, th- yeah. I thought it was a good game for Iowa State. Uh, Brees Hall had a good game against a team that that. Um, that's that's oftentimes pretty stingy against against the rush. Iowa State proved it can win when when um, Brock Purdy's not at his greatest, and I don't think I don't think he's still he's I, I I don't think he's looking comfortable out there. And I know Matt today said that the the last half, other than that one play, he looked he looked pretty good. And Matt knows more about it than I do, but I I certainly don't see the Brock Purdy that that uh we saw last year so yeah all in all anytime you get a a victory um a big 12 victory um you know a tcu was it's the first game it was its first game and but nonetheless the defense is still pretty solid so i think uh i think it was a good a good data point as they say for for the cyclones moving forward to to wow what's going to be a huge game on saturday
0: Let's talk about the the Brock Purdy play for just a second because it was. <laughs> it's going to take more it, than a second. It was so amazingly hilariously bad, even though Brock Purdy did not. Have you tried sense to get you, him.
1: You tried Heinz, dudes. Listen to this. Heinz tried to get Purdy to laugh about it after the game, and Purdy it was like he, he it was. I mean Heinz Heinz on the on the Zoom teleconference, Heinz said something about uh, at what point or, or will this become a you know, is, Can this, you laugh it off? Can you laugh? You yeah, we can you laugh it off. And jeez. It's a good thing that was a Zoom interview because Purdy if you were
0: staring Purdy eyeball to eyeball on that one, he'd have been shooting daggers at you, dude. I think I mean like here was where I was coming from. It was so absolutely ridiculous. It was pure lunacy for him to do that like you don't even like if if you're Matt Campbell at that point like do you even need to have a conversation with Brock Purdy be like no. hey don't do that again like no of course not everybody knows it's crazy they won the football game to me like that's one you just say i don't know what i was thinking there he but just that, that, me and Brock Purdy clearly do not have the same mindset. On no, a lot of
1: things. no, and maybe you're right. Maybe 20 years down the road, when when Brock Purdy's showing that to to his friends or somebody, I don't know to whom, and I, and maybe he will laugh about it.
0: It'll live on YouTube forever because it that game, while entertaining, forever. the only thing people are going to ever remember from that game is that just bizarre fumble interception. But. A win for Iowa State. If you want to talk about Brock Purdy's fumble or the fact that he went 18 for 22 for over 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns, give us a call. 515-284-5966. Iowa State has Oklahoma. Or we can talk politics. Or or we can talk the debate tonight. Randy's all over it. Iowa State has 16th ranked Oklahoma. Not exactly where we thought the Sooners would be ranked coming into this primetime game. They lose to Kansas State. And basically the exact same fashion that they almost lost to Iowa State in Norman last year. Randy, what's your impression, I guess, of the Sooners program in general under Lincoln Riley, obviously the best in the Big 12 over the last five years, but enough cracks there where when you have the expectations that that program does, it makes you look twice a little bit. Lincoln Riley said that yesterday, on the te- Monday
1: on the teleconference, without really using the words that I'm going to use, but... The Sooners are entitled. They're egoed. They're, they're, they've got an ego thing. When, when they get up, when they get up three touchdowns, they're Superman. They're, they can just, as, 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 as Riley said, put it in cruise control and expect to win. Well, it sure as heck didn't work last year against Iowa State. Iowa State rallied from 14 down with 20 minutes to go it sure as heck did not work against k-state k-state rallied for from 21 down so maybe the sooners aren't as entitled my word as 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 they think as the players think they are maybe they're not as as good as they think they are at least good enough to just put it on cruise control once you've once you've got a lead and i put some i put some of the blame on the coaches on that as well they're probably shuffling players in and out um at that at that point in time, and, and probably why not, but but nonetheless, it's a Big 12 opponent. It's K State, um, and, and last year it was Iowa State. So I think we'll see a different Sooners team. I think if the Sooners get up, they're going to try to put the hammer down instead of instead of uh, um, you know playing not to playing just playing the game out. I guess because they're not that good, and and it's after two years of that. They should have come to the realization, and maybe they have, that they're not that good they're not good enough at least to do that.
0: Yeah, you say entitled, I think the way I read it, and I think we're probably saying the same thing, is that Riley essentially accused his team of being front runners. That they're good yeah. when things are easy, but as soon as some adversity hits, they they either panic or they crumble. And I think when you look at what happened at Kansas State, I think that's a legitimate criticism for them and I think the other thing that's interesting too is you transition from Bob Stoops, who had been in there for 20 years, and now you've got, you know, a, what, a 35 year old coach in Lincoln Riley. I wonder, you know, if experience comes with that. I mean, if his team needs to learn or he needs to learn just as much as his team on how to close things out. And I do think you know, one of the things I have been impressed with Lincoln Riley, beyond all the winning that they've done and the incredible quarterback play that they've had under him, is that he does seem to be pretty accountable. I mean, he did put it on himself. He I did. mean, he, you know, he, he challenged his players publicly, but also said that's on me as a coach to get figured out. And I wonder, I mean, this is now like the the Oklahoma media is on them a little bit about blowing these leads, even when they end up winning games, that if you get up three touchdowns in the second half or in the fourth quarter, as they did at Iowa state against Iowa state a year ago, you got to close those things out and they got to be snooze fest. You can't, you know, be, you know, limping to the finish line every time you got a multi touchdown lead in the second half. And maybe the, maybe it's
1: the, Big 12 teams, some of the teams are getting better around Oklahoma also. I mean, our, 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 Iowa State certainly has improved, and Iowa State was used to get beat by 40 and, and, and there was a 52 to nothing in there someplace, um, 38, 35, 37 points before Matt Campbell got there. Iowa State's closing the gap in that, in that respect. K State's beat them twice in a row now. So, um, you know, how about that? Climate's two and oh against Oklahoma. So maybe it's maybe the the some of the big twelve teams are, are are raising their 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 level a little bit also. And okay, yeah, you've got your target you've got the target on your back also. So you're gonna get everybody's best shot. Just like I in two thousand seventeen. Oklahoma got I got Iowa State's best shot down there in Norman and I mean and that was that was ridiculous. That was, I'll never forget that game. I mean that was the that was the um, the game that Jacob Park
0: didn't, we're, we're, didn't even uh, make the trip, and and it was just crazy. We're gonna go deep into our recollections from that 2017 game here later in the show yeah. on the Cyclone Insider Radio from the Des Moines Register on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Right now, I guess to my to your point about the league catching up to Oklahoma, I think that the league is certainly better. But I also wonder with the tempo and the scoring that Oklahoma has, if it's not like basketball that the more possessions that we have, where you see you know the slow plotting old college basketball versus maybe the NBA today, where twenty point leads aren't safe because there's going to be more possessions. There's going to be the the, the clock stops more with incomplete passes and first downs. That there's just more possessions and there's more plays now, where that three touchdown lead in the second half is just not as safe anymore because the team's going to get more opportunities to score and catch up, especially if you're going to be passing the ball and stopping the clock.
1: Yeah, and especially in the Big Twelve because you're passing the ball, um, and you know where defenses aren't the greatest. They're good. They're decent. They're not as bad as what they would appear to be, but but nonetheless, yeah, you're you're, it's, you're right. You make a great point there that. That uh, it's like in basketball, you got the three-point shot and the three-point basket, and and in the in Big Twelve football, you've got the the um, wide open off the spread offenses, and and uh, a flanker who can sit there and catch a five-yard pass and turn it into a seventy-five-yard touchdown. So yeah, it, it's 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 a different ball game in the in the in the Big Twelve, but still, I mean, you you you've, you've got to at some point they should, At some point, counter what what like Kansas State is do what did in that game and and Oklahoma had no counter. I mean it was it was ugly and and I haven't seen any of the game, but I saw some of the clips. Oklahoma still didn't have a a great rushing game. Um, You know they're they're getting used to the quarterback a little bit, so they're it's it's they're all still trying to get get used to each other. Some of those skill people, so it could take a while, but. But if Oklahoma wants to to make it four straight, I believe it is, college football playoffs and six straight winning or sharing Big Twelve titles, they better get the rear and gear. I don't. I'm not certain they can afford to lose again because, dudes, Texas is pretty darn good. Forget what that. Despite the fact it went into overtime against
0: against uh, um, Texas Tech, Texas is pretty good too. What do we think about <laughs> Iowa State's defense against Oklahoma? You know, Iowa State gives up 34 points, but obviously seven came on the fumble recovery. Another six come basically garbage time. Are we going to call that, that last touchdown garbage time? So that's 13 points right there that maybe you can, you know, explain away. But now you're still talking three touchdowns to an offense that was essentially playing a backup quarterback for a half and then playing a quarterback that didn't practice for the first month of fall camp. Any concerns? I mean, especially early on, T- uh, TCU was able to move the ball pretty dang well against Iowa State, even if it didn't end up with a lot of points. If I'm an Iowa State fan, I would have a big concern. Not, you
1: know, and tackling always is a problem. is seems to be a concern, and not just Iowa State, but but everybody. I mean, especially this year, I've seen some of those games on TV, and you probably have too. That tackling's not real crisp, and it goes back to a factor of of the fact that these guys weren't practicing 11 on 11 during the during their their workouts up until most recently so i i give them a a, a pass on on some of that but but iowa state their their bugaboo on on defense has been over the top passing it seems like one or two plays quarterbacks finding a, a, a an opposing quarterback is finding a receiver deep who's gotten behind iowa state secondary and that's 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 an alarm that's i mean unless iowa state's offense is is clicking like it but it hasn't been that's that's a big time alarm because those those long passes in both games there have been there have been plays where a receiver has got behind the secondary and a quarterbacks led the receiver beautifully into
0: into the uh into the end zone what i do like about this iowa state defense and i think we've seen it at times under matt campbell and john haycock but maybe Not to, I think, the extent that we've gotten a a glimpse in the first two games here. I do really think that there are some playmakers, some game-changing playmakers. Jaquan Bailey, three-and-a-half sacks, finally broke through to get that career record for Iowa State in sacks. Not only three-and-a-half sacks, which ties an Iowa State record for a single-game performance. Gets a strip sack in recovery. Latrell Bankston has been a totally different kind of interior lineman than Iowa State's had the last few years when Ray Lehman and Jamal Johnson were great players, but they were not really pursuing the quarterback. They were run-stoppers. They were block-eaters. Latrell Bankston has already gotten a couple sacks. The play, the interception by Mike Rose that you know really saved Iowa State late there against TCU was just an incredibly heads-up, an incredibly athletic play. And I, I do think that maybe the secondary has had some issues, but I do think there are some playmakers back there that, we've, that, are, that are proven. And I do like that for Iowa State, that there are, some, there are some guys back there that can swing a game on a single play. And whatever maybe deficiency we saw against TCU, I think that is a huge shining light of possibility going forward for Iowa State, especially if the, if the offense maybe is going to be a little more herky-jerky to get, uh, to get started here.
1: Iceworth is as good as they come in the in the Big Twelve back there. So yeah, I I agree. But but it, it seems like one play a game or one or two plays a game. They they've got that little bit of a letdown. I don't know what. Maybe they get picked at the at the line of scrimmage. Maybe there's there's stuff going on there. But but um, and, and 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 let's face it, Iowa State Iowa State's if all the Big Twelve teams are going to have decent going to have pretty darn good receivers too. Who can who can get separation? So. Um, and and Oklahoma is no no different in that respect. So yeah, I, but I I I think that Iowa State's secondary has to lock that down. They 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 really do because um, that's gonna that's gonna step up to bite you at 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 some point.
0: Without a doubt, Iowa State Oklahoma Saturday at six thirty prime time ABC game. Iowa State looking to really eliminate Oklahoma from college football playoff consideration truly damage their Big 12 title aspirations, and you put themselves potentially in the driver's seat with getting their first win since 2017 over the Sooners, a game that we're going to talk about our very vivid recollections of when we come back from break. This is the Cyclone Insider Radio from the Des Moines Register on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. KXNO up in Tampa. Randy Peterson and Travis Hines here for Cyclone Insider Radio from the Des Moines Register. Cyclones take on Oklahoma this weekend. Last year's one-point loss with the two-point conversion fail with 24 seconds left on the clock is fresh in everyone's memory, I think. Maybe less so. The 2017 game where Iowa State won, which to me going into that game I have only been more certain of a result, I think, in Iowa State football history one other time, and that was that I was absolutely sure Oklahoma State was going to paste Iowa State in 2012, which ended up not happening. And then in that game in 2017, with Iowa State down their quarterback, seemingly in a tailspin, having lost to Texas the week before, and yet somehow the Cyclones come back from 24-10, to and beat Oklahoma in Norman for the first time since, what, 1992? Yes. And my, I have mem- many impressions from that game. But we'll take you a little bit behind the scenes here. Because one of my first is, I was supposed to be having dinner with you, Randy, and our colleague, Tommy Birch. And you guys kept putting me off, putting me off. And then I got a text, hey, have you heard about Jacob Park? And I was like, no, but I'm sure that's why Randy and Tommy aren't meeting me for dinner right now.
1: So, we had dinner with you eventually. Much later. Much later. Um okay, yeah. Here's here's the deal. We Tommy Tommy for the most Tommy got the first tip from somebody and then I then I got one shortly thereafter. <clears throat> that there could be a quarterback situation. So we text it around, we you know, whatever. And the players were already I this was right shortly before the players were, were getting on a plane flying from from Des Moines to to Norman and so I said to Birch and we're, we're already in we're already in Norman I said to Birch I says well what the heck let's just go let's just go to the hotel let's just go to the t- team hotel because we weren't not staying we were not staying at the team hotel that trip I said let's just go to the team hotel and hang out and so then we can find out if Jacob Park's on the you know got off the bus if he didn't get off the bus he ain't he wasn't on the plane and he sure as heck's not playing so i think we finally got a hold of of somebody from iowa state mike green i think as they were getting at some point during i I may have the sequence here but at some point and i think mike green texted back and i we told mike green that
0: we were going to be at the hotel which nobody wants to hear that you and Tommy are waiting for him. Nobody wants to hear that anybody's waiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. But
1: And so they knew we were waiting. And so we got off. We were there. <clears throat> darn, excuse me. We were at the hotel. And this was middle of the afternoon on a Friday. And here comes the bus. And Matt Campbell gets off one of the buses. And he knew we were going to be there. So him and, and he and Mike Green and Tommy and I walked into a banquet room and and talked among the four of us remember when you could do that yeah geez oh my gosh yeah do you yeah boy those were the days in the same room as other people be in the same room have one-on-one shake hands with people and face to face oh my gosh yeah i can't tell you the last time i shake shake shaking somebody's hand but but yeah and so tommy and i were talking to matt asking questions about what was going on and matt was really reluctant on on wanting to to do anything, but, but we saw it. We were there. We saw that there was no Jacob Park. And so we had enough to go on. We could write. Tommy could write a news story and I could write a column and saying Jacob Park's not on the not on the plane. Not a, not going to play. He's not there. And that um Kyle Kent most likely would be the most likely would be the would be the quarterback. I guess we didn't know for sure that it was going to be Kyle Kent.
0: I think we were all under that assumption yeah. because at that point, the four-game rule had not yet been in place. Right. So if they went to Zeb Noland, who at that point I believe was second on the depth chart, you'd be burning his burn a, burning his red shirt for what a game, uh, his red shirt for what seemed like a sure Iowa State loss,
1: like Iowa State's like a thirty-point underdog. And at that
0: point, the assumption was that this was a one-game right. situation for Jacob Park. Iowa State never called it a suspension. Park later called it a suspension, but that was my remembrance of why they're going to the the fifth-year walk-on. From where was he? Oregon State.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, while the buses, while the the plane's in the air, Tommy and I are both. You know how you pre-write stuff. Tommy and I are both pre-writing. He's pre-writing a news story saying that Iowa State's got a quarterback situation, and I'm pre-writing a, a column saying that this game's going to be worse than what it, what it was going to be with Jacob Parker being the quarterback. Oh my gosh, cover your eyes. And and so when the, when the when the team got there, we like I said, we talked to Campbell. And all he would say was was that it was it was personal problems. I mean, he had he he couldn't deny the fact that that
0: Jacob Park literally Jacob was not Park in the state was of not there. He did
1: not get off the plane, not get off the bus either. One of the none of the buses, so he couldn't deny that. So he said it was a personal personal deal, and wouldn't give us any more. Wouldn't tell us. I don't know whether he told us he was going to start at that point in time. I can't remember that. So so anyway, and I, I and I think. It annoyed Iowa State, obviously. Um, because at that point, this was in the late afternoon. I think Iowa State was concerned that it was going to give, give Oklahoma a chance to, to retool. Yeah, I think the game had been pulled
0: off the board in Vegas though. So like it had it had trickled out it, it, it was through various out there, yes. channels but Yeah, not but, yeah, totally exactly. Publicly but
1: they were they were concerned that, that Oklahoma was going to get a chance to retool some of their defense and, and what they were going to do but anyway that's not our problem. Yeah. Um so so we told Matt that that it was going to take us some time to write it anyway. Um now that and with and with the facts that they that they gave us and it would probably be an hour before we got it we were done and it got posted maybe a little bit longer than the hour and a half i don't remember exactly what time you know what it was and so and so we so we posted our store. our stories were posted on the internet and then within 5 minutes after that 10 minutes after that i don't know what it was i i always say it had to announce it yeah. and 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 so they announced it and at some point during that actually at some point during that yeah tommy and i then went back to our hotel where we were staying
0: well, I'll tell you what you did. You met me at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, we'd already written by then, and we had sa- and we yeah. sat around. And to re- to recall, Iowa oh, yeah. State at this point is two and two. They had just played pretty poorly against Texas. You know, I think Park and Campbell had gotten into it on they the sideline. They got side into line. it at halftime. Yeah, or like, on the even yeah. with the starting quarterback, we feeling very wobbly for Iowa State. Yeah. You know, they'd given up forty four points to Iowa. I don't think they had played well against Toledo. Maybe earlier that month, and. So we were sitting around talking about like this thing is going to be over before halftime hits, and just I mean all of us were pretty much in agreement like you know we're going to get we're going to be done by the third quarter writing, and so we get to the stadium in oh, Norman. Well, we, we wait a minute. We told you
1: we ended up telling you what was going on.
0: No, I, I mean I got it eventually from somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You got it from somebody yeah. before the Iowa State announced yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: So the, we show up the next day on Saturday, Iowa State promptly falls behind as you would expect Mm -hmm. it's 24 10 and then i remember they scored two touchdowns and i was like man these guys are gonna make us actually do some work today (laughs) and then they go off and pull off easily the best win of matt campbell's iowa state career you know really then launched what became a an amazing october in 2017 where they beat another top five team tcu and went on to win the liberty bowl The first of now three straight bowl games for Iowa State. I mean, I think it's fair to say, you know, for whatever success Matt Campbell has had at Iowa State, it started that day in Norman. It did. It it did. That that was the game where we probably didn't know it at the time, but
1: looking back, that's the game that that, like you said, yes, Iowa State now can play with anybody in the conference. They can't beat it. Can't beat everybody in the conference because at that point in time, I, you know, Matt had still not beaten Texas but um yeah that was the game and don't and, forget that was baker mayfield at the height of his powers that was baker Oklahoma. mayfield yeah exactly and and i my i i've got my my lasting vision of that game is joe lanning chasing Baker Mayfield and sacking him. I don't know how much time was left. I want to say late in the game, but I don't starting know. quarterback slash middle linebacker, starting quarterback. Yeah, organic. he started. He started a quarterback. Actually, I think I think Joel started a quarterback in in that game.
0: He definitely played off. I know he
1: played because he yeah. scored a touchdown. Um, but yeah, you've got it. You've got a quarterback slash linebacker sacking your Heisman Trophy winner during a game that Iowa State didn't have any right. To be on the same field, and Iowa State beats them. I mean, incredible. I mean, just the whole, the whole thing. It was, it was, it was amazing. I, I, that's that's one of the. You know, you could write, you could write. I was gonna, a short book about that game. It was there was the the whole. The whole scenario, and then right what happened after that? Jacob Park, then Tommy, then the Jacob Park didn't, didn't surface. Tommy got a hold of Jacob Park. Jacob Park said that he was suspended. Iowa State didn't ever use that word suspended, but Jacob said he was suspended, and
0: um, Kyle Kemp took over. Kyle Kemp becomes an Iowa State legend from walk on to legend, and then essentially from but go
1: before that, we didn't even know he was going to play until September. I don't think. I mean, because of the the waiver thing with the NCAA. That was the
0: next year, wasn't it? The sixth year he got. That was, uh, was it. I don't know. I mean, he was just around a way too long, and then he didn't even he play. Was around way he, too gave, long. he gave way to Zeb Nolan, who gave way to Brock Purdy. Maybe which, it was the next year. I think you're right. Yeah, it was. Which brings us to today. We start October before Iowa State's next game, which is Oklahoma at six thirty at Jack Trice Stadium. Are Are you anticipating another strong October from Iowa State? is that happenstance that they've had strong octobers or is there something to the fact that as matt campbell said today in his press conference hey you know you get to practice a lot you get better he he did say that and that is true
1: you're also by the time you get to october you're usually four games into it yeah you're usually four games in i always say it's two games in so i don't know whether you can whether you can look back at history and say this is going to be a strong october Um, Iowa State plays Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State in October. Then they've got a – there's a week off in there somewhere, but in October. So I don't know. I mean, if Iowa State can win on Saturday, Iowa State should have a strong October. If Iowa State can win on Saturday, Iowa State should win out. And and then the Texas game is going to be really cool.
0: I mean, yeah I mean that, I mean that's the thing is that I, uh, there's a lot of football to be played for right. both teams after Saturday, but it's hard not to look at Saturday as being a prime opportunity to start to define your season well, plus, because if you're Iowa State and you win now you're talking like, hey, you have an argument that you should be able to play your way into Arlington, and if you're Oklahoma and you lose, you know there's probably no coming back from that for you this year, and if you win, maybe you right your wrongs from Kansas State last week,
1: yeah. And knock
0: on wood, I, <clears throat> Iowa State's not had any problems with the crud this year.
1: And like I said, knock on wood. While other teams have, or a lot of the other teams have. So if Iowa State continues that trend, that you've Iowa State continues that trend, they've got a, a healthy, solid, very good, two deep to throw at these teams where you said earlier that the tempo – is is crazy fast in the big 12 and where campbell said it today he can throw defensive lineman after defensive lineman at him at the, at the opposition so so much there's so many variables about this year about having a successful october um not and not the least of which is is that friday test or the wednesday and friday tests the COVID tests especially the friday COVID tests you don't even know whether you're flying. I mean, you and I were in were in Dallas last week when the plane took when the when the team took off before before the, we before there, the we team were took off. Texting
0: to make sure, like, hey, you guys, yeah, are still you, coming, yeah, right? we were. We got to work
1: tomorrow. We were eating lunch and you were texting them. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that, that's and that's where it's going to be all year.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no really accounting for it. It's going to be what it's going to be, at least from our end. Iowa State obviously can do what they can do to keep their numbers as low. As they've been now going on, you know, as of last week, Campbell said they hadn't had a positive test in a month. You know we haven't heard any more this week, and I doubt we will until at least Friday or Saturday. but you know, they've been able to keep things really well contained, and that is going to be undoubtedly a huge challenge for every program across the country all season long i mean your your season fate, without a doubt, is going to be inextricably linked to your ability to keep your roster. Healthy, more than any other year, obviously. Well, and then, and then you've got the the fan factor this week too,
1: and I think we should probably get into that a little bit if you want to. I mean, there's going to be fourteen thousand or fifteen thousand fans, a thousand of whom are 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 students. And if if Jamie Pollard has been very adamant about this in his in his letters, that if you're not wearing a mask, you will be politely removed from the stadium. Some one way or another, you will be politely asked to leave the stadium, or you'll be helped out of the stadium. So that's that's a, that's a non-negotiable. um And you and I were at Texas last week. We're in we're in Texas last week at TCU. Um, I get accused of exaggerating things, so I'll just
0: throw this to you. <laughs> what percentage of the fans do you think were wearing masks? I mean, so we probably had a direct view to a couple thousand, and I'd say. Well, less than half were wearing their masks for the majority of the time.
1: Is that? A t- I wonder if that's a Texas thing.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think some of it is like they. I will give TCU a lot of credit for their seating, which I anticipate Iowa State will be able to replicate. In that, the fans were socially distanced out. I mean, they Big were time, six yeah. to ten, like groups were <laughs> six to ten feet away from other groups. And I think there is a tendency to say, if I'm not by anyone, why do I need to wear this mask? And you know, we'll leave the debate of the efficacy of that to others. But the simple fact is that Iowa State has laid their marker down pretty significantly that if you're in the stadium, you're wearing the mask, and if you're not, you're out. So we'll see how it's enforced. It's going to be hard to enforce. And we're, married, really, we're wearing
1: masks in the press box, yeah,
0: I, and we're socially distanced. Yeah, and, and we are inside too. But So I think and we are it's inside. going to be incumbent about Iowa State fans of, of doing it, and that way you can have fans at other games throughout the season again assuming that the infection rate in Iowa in Story County remains manageable which who knows and i guess it's debatable if it is right now depending on how you look at it i don't see any problem with fans as
1: long as they're abiding by the rules there's no tailgating i think i think fans right now are 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 to the point Iowa state fans are to the point where where if you're going to the game, you're pretty much agreed that you're going to mask up, that
0: you're going to follow the orders. And I think the other thing to remember here too is that the fans that are going to this game are the most the fans that are most invested into going to more games. That's yeah, kind of what I'm saying. They're yeah. all season you don't ticket want to screw holders. It up. They're all for the most part donors, and they're all people that have already said we're willing. You know that. The mandatory mask part has been part of this uh, conversation since the get-go. And these people that will be at the game on Saturday have all opted into that. So I I do anticipate there'll be a lot of buy-in. But as we've seen, it only takes a small amount to ruin it for everybody. But having said that, I think there is... A lot of incentives for the fifteen thousand people in attendance to to make this go well for themselves and for the Iowa state community at large. It's just
1: plain and simple like you said if if they want to if they want to go to the Texas Tech game, whatever that is a week later, I believe, then they're going to have to follow the orders they're going to have to follow the orders, and who knows maybe they can get more fans in there for that game i don't know i don't I'm not as much concerned about the about the the adult that's not a bad word. That's a bad word. I guess, let me turn it around. What do you think the students, how are they going to react?
0: Will they be w- spaced out, I would <laughs> seating-wise? I mean, I think like most of those, assuming that those kids go to class, which is assuming a lot having the uh, college experience I did, they're all used to it at this point, right? They're all wearing masks in class. They're all socially distancing. In uh, there, I but in informal is... in settings like Well, they didn't had... socially distance the first weekend. I think they've learned yeah, a lesson. But from that's there. not a formal setting when you're at a house party. So, but my thought would be that people are in use, in, use enough used to this that I don't think there'll be a lot of problems. So, to me, the question is, how much of a problem can Iowa State be for Oklahoma on the field on Saturday? <laughs> and we'll talk more about that on the Cyclone Insider Radio Program on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO when we come back for our final segment. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. This is the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. We're talking Iowa State football ahead of this weekend's matchup at Jack Trice Stadium between the Cyclones and Oklahoma Sooners at 630 ABC, we'll take your calls if you want to chat about really anything. 515-284-5966. <laughs> any good movies? Anything. No, I haven't. Um Randy, you were tweeting. I thought you watched something in the hotel room. Yeah, it was terrible. The Tax Collector, don't recommend it. Okay. Don't Don't watch it. Which a I lot promise. of people would say about Big 12 football right now. After yeah. Oklahoma loses to Kansas State, Texas needed a miracle to beat Texas Tech. The first weekend... Three Big 12 teams lose to Sunbelt teams. Jury seems to be out on Oklahoma State. Randy, a lot of people wondering if the Big 12 is going to even sniff the college football playoff. What are your thoughts? Is this league overrated, underrated, or TBD? I think the Big 12's got a shot to get
1: into the college football playoffs. I saw the narrative, the knee-jerk reaction as soon as Oklahoma got beaten. It was it was predictable, and you pretty much know Who's going to write? Who's going to write it? And which is fine. Which is, which is fine. That was the, the prevailing thought right after the game is that the, right after Oklahoma got beat and and that Texas went into overtime with Texas Tech was that the Big 12 is doomsday for the Big 12 playoffs, college football playoffs. I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I mean, if, 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 what if Texas wins out? And that includes beating somebody in the, in the, in the Big 12 championship. Are you kidding me? And there's there's okay, you say I've got a love affair with Texas. But I mean
0: you objectively love this Texas team.
1: I do. I that. like the Texas team a lot. But um you're not going to keep Texas out of the college football playoffs. So I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, okay, the Big 12 is a little mm-hmm. bit um they got to get their rear in gear. And yes, the perception isn't good. I wonder how good the perception was of the Big 12 anyway, with only maybe two, uh, two teams in the, in the top 15, maybe top 10 in the preseason. But so I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Big 12. I, I really don't. And I'm not, I wouldn't be ready to put a fork in, in Oklahoma quite yet either. I can only imagine what those practices are like this week down there. So, so I think it's, it's very, very, Early to say that the Big Twelve is is out of the college football playoffs. Um, Lots going to depend on how the Big Ten does. Obviously, we haven't even seen what they've got to offer yet. But we're assuming that Ohio State will be there. I'm assuming Texas will be there also. So I guess we'll
0: see. So I, I agree with a lot of that. I think it's way too early to rule anybody out in any season, let alone this one, where we have no idea. What's going to unfold, or you know, whether we're even going to get to the end of the season? I think, to your point, if Texas wins out, yeah, they're going to go. If Oklahoma wins out, that what probably means beating Texas twice. Right. They're probably in. Yep. I think the concern, if you're Bob Bowlsby or if you're one of the other commissioners or one of the ads in the league, you know, hoping for that college football playoff money. I think where you're concerned is, if you're a league where your best team just blew a lead to a pretty mediocre probably Kansas State team at home where your second best team needed a miracle to beat what's probably a pretty mediocre to not very good Texas Tech team. How? What are the odds of those teams getting through unscathed? To me, a much more likely scenario is, is Texas gets nipped a couple times. Oklahoma loses on Saturday in Ames and then beats Texas and then you've got one and two losses teams and then You know the SEC is going to get their team in. Ohio State's probably going to get in. You know who knows what we're going to see from the Pac-12. You you've got Clemson in the ACC. All of a sudden, I think things get pretty muddied for the Big 12, and I think that's the most likely scenario. Certainly, there are plenty of scenarios out there where they get teams in. Texas undefeated is in. Oklahoma one loss probably in. But anything short of that. When you look around the league right now, is there any other possibilities other than you know, does Iowa State win out? Does Oklahoma State win out? Those seem pretty low probability events to me at this point. exactly, exactly, and and
1: while you were talking going through there, you're saying mediocre Kansas state, and I agree with you. Let's not forget Kansas State beat Oklahoma, Kansas State had eight guys out, eight starters out. That ain't they, good. They had the eight starters out, three on either side of the ball, or eight guys out, three three on either side of the ball. Three starters on offense, three starters on defense. I mean, my gosh, and they still they still won. So yeah, that ain't good. But but uh, and like you said, it, it's it's twenty twenty. Stuff can happen. And we, how would you like to be a gambler to bet on this stuff?
0: There's I a mean, reason I'm not one of those. Yeah, because I there, I no I we, it's a losing yeah, proposition yeah me. You know, anyway. we're
1: both in the same boat there. But you've got to wait until Saturday morning. Or till Saturday, just before the game, to find out who's on the field. I mean, that's why you and I are, you and I have our binoculars up to our eyes, hour and a half before the game, seeing who's out there going through warmups and who isn't.
0: Binoculars get awfully foggy with the masks on. I will say. Oh man, the whole our whole world changes with the masks, <laughs> but
1: you got to do it. Um. So, yeah, it 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 doesn't look good for the Big Twelve right now, but but the Big Twelve, if it plays, if it plays well like you said if you laid out the scenarios like that the big 12 is going to get somebody in and it's it could be oklahoma texas's chances are a lot better but i don't think i think like you said i think it's way way too soon to rule anybody out and i don't even know whether this is one of those years where you can play with with um uh strength of schedule i don't even know about that i think it's just the eye test that's that's just my opinion And I'm not on the committee, obviously.
0: This is the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour on 106.3 FM, 1460 KXNO. And I agree with you that strength of schedule is going to be very hard to divine when you have such a dearth of intra- or inter-conference games where really nobody played any meaningful non-conference games. And
1: nobody's playing the same amount of games either.
0: Yeah, and so it's going to be an eye test. It's going to be reputation. And like it or not, I think that's good point the way it's going to be i mean unless like i like if you're a group of five do you have any chance other than chaos and you know what louisiana undefeated maybe like i don't i mean oh man i don't know i don't know either i I mean like i think you put a two like a two loss team is going to get in before them i'm not saying that's right but i feel like it's going to be very very hard for a group of five team to crack in there oh well
1: don't forget notre dame's in there too now you know they're 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 acc they're in the acc Yeah, yeah exactly so so um yeah, it, it it's it's uh, I, I it's just crazy the way this season's going to go. I mean, everybody's going to get into a bowl game, most likely. Not everybody, but you're going to the, the barriers are coming down. The barriers are way down. I think the only thing you know is that Kansas isn't going to win a whole lot of games this year, and as far as the Big Twelve concerned,
0: they're pretty. If bad. any, they're pretty bad. They are bad. Does Les but,
1: Miles got a shot there? Doesn't feel like it. I don't know who else. I don't know if anybody's got a shot there. I mean, that makes me think that that year that Mangino, those guys had it going. My gosh, what an incredible coaching job.
0: It's a really amazing little over a decade ago. Kansas was actually one of college football's best teams, not programs with teams, not yeah, not programs, but teams. Yeah, exactly. So, um,
1: yeah, and, and you and I were were talking at the airport with somebody, one of those former Kansas coaches, Terry Allen. He knows how hard it is to win there. But yeah, so it, it's it's. Uh, I think that's the only thing we can figure. We know that right now is that Kansas is going to be in the bottom of of the Big Twelve. You know, West Virginia's West Virginia's showing signs of being good. Obviously, Texas Tech. If they can play Texas in the, if they can play my national championship favorite, Texas. I'm saying that hot, uh, facetiously, but if they can play Texas in the overtime, they're good. We don't know anything about Baylor. We haven't. They haven't had a chance to do a whole lot. So. We don't know. In TCU we've seen them and and yeah, man. So in K-State, obviously is they're probably down, but you know, it's who knows. They beat Kansas State or they beat Oklahoma. So
0: um yeah, we, I don't we, know. We talked a lot about Iowa State's success in October and I think throughout the league we're going to learn a lot about every program in the conference this month because I mean still again to your point, you know, they've only played two games. So many of these teams remain a mystery, I think, and are still trying to figure things out. I mean, Campbell today talked about how they basically only had a a week and a half of practice before Louisiana, which, you know, maybe he's exaggerating a little bit. I don't think he is. They practiced, but they didn't practice 11 on 11. And so it's just, I think it's going to be even more of a work in progress than we've seen in other seasons and how you weather that and how you adjust to that. And we're not even talking about losing players on the Friday night before a game because of either a positive test or contact tracing, but just the, your ability to adapt and adjust quickly is just absolutely paramount. There's just no wiggle room for not adjusting to the circumstances around you, like maybe there are in other years where your talent can just overwhelm. I, I couldn't
1: agree with you more, and I don't even know what I can add to that. Um, it's it's such a, a crapshoot you know i would say i would say right now that iowa state looks looks solid not only because of their of their yeoman's job they've done with the mitigation for the the coronavirus but they've got a depth chart that's that's pretty good the first the 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 depth chart is loaded with veterans loaded with experience um we've heard we think the offensive line is progressing all right Without maybe its best lineman, second best lineman, whatever, um, Trevor Downing. Certainly with a makeshift offensive line, we think Iowa State is is the receivers are going to be okay. Now that now that um, Kolar is back, who is Brock Purdy's security blanket? We think all that, and we think that that Brees Hall is. This is a great opportunity for Brees, by the way, on 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 Saturday, national TV. Although he played it down today, but national TV, he's got a chance to break into the national con- some kind of national conversation with a good game against a team that's given up just sixty yards a game rushing. So, yeah, I I I I think that it's out there for for Iowa State and the Big Twelve, but it, it's like you said, there's just so much more to play. Um, let me let me ask you this: I don't think you and I have ever ever talked about this. Do you think Iowa State will play its whole schedule as it's scheduled right now?
0: No, I don't. I think it. I don't know that. I would say that about any program in the country right now because it has. You know, Iowa State's only responsible for fifty percent of that equation every week. So I don't. I I think there's a less than a fifty percent chance that they play every game as scheduled. Just and I, I would say that about literally every program in the country right now.
1: Yeah, I I I agree with you because, like you said, you're fifty. You're only fifty percent of the
0: of the problem but um let's engage in some more wild speculation now that we're in the last few minutes of the show who you got on saturday oh i thought you were gonna say the debate tonight i was ready for that i (laughs) I was ready america's the winner in that one right chris wallace chris wallace the moderator and we get and (laughs) and stated disclaimer that it's tuesday so we get a chance to completely reverse ourselves at any point this week about our predictions but what are you thinking
1: Right now, I'm thinking, and I don't have to do it until in print on Saturday, and I do it in print. Right now, I'm thinking Iowa State wins. Really, I do. I, I'm thinking Iowa State wins because I'm thinking back last year at Oklahoma, Iowa State's within a two point conversion of winning that game, and God love Campbell for going for that. I mean, he, he didn't have any choice, obviously, actually. But uh, I replayed that play today about ten times. Um Purdy's passed to Petway. Yeah, he got, he got hassled with a little bit as as the Oklahoma receiver was was trying to intercept the ball which he ended up doing but no official on the planet's gonna gonna call that regardless of where the game is played but um I think Iowa State wins you know because they've played they played them close they should have beat them down air rallying from a from a big deficit I think Iowa State wins at home it's going to be close it's not going to be the game we want for a game you and I want that starts at 630. Um, but I think Iowa State wins. What about you, real
0: quick? I got Oklahoma by 10. I think they're, you're not going to surprise Oklahoma a week after their loss. I'm still a little concerned about Iowa State's ability to stretch the field. I would have liked to see more from those wide receivers on Saturday in TCU. So as of today, I got the Sooners by 10. Iowa State, Oklahoma, 630, Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday. Be sure to look for plenty from the Des Moines Register.com, from Randy Peterson and Travis Hines. Thanks for listening to the Cyclone Insider Radio.